The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. One, two, three, four. Who calls the air? Who calls her? Who calls the air? Who calls the air? Who calls her? Who calls the air? Who calls her? It's culture shock. Listen in and make the world rock. Laugh and cry and cringe and lust with a man crush. Who calls the air? Who calls her? So welcome everybody, we're back again, another week, last week was awesome, had uh, Mike Bear on, thanks again Mike for coming on, but we decided to go no guests this week, uh, we'll bring back our guests next week, but we have a pretty filled episode today, so we wanted to uh, kind of dedicate the entire time to just us bullshitting. <laughs> As always, I have uh, I have Jay over here. What's up? And then I got Mark. Hey, how's it going this week? Uh, it's going. It's going. I, uh, Rick, I feel like I'm the guest this week. Yeah, Jay might just be the guest this week. I think you yeah. might take up that amount of time with a little <laughs> segment we're going to go into a little bit later. Listen, or the fall guy, clamoring, And it uh, turns out people want to hear more Jay, and we're, we're going to give it to him. Yeah. They always need more jester. <laughs> Can't even laugh with them or against them. But uh, we're gonna we're going some uh, some segments this uh, this episode. So uh, we'll start it off with poop news. I came across this story and I said, "This is it. This is the story of the week." This guy in uh, the UK turns out he got a new job. 27-year-old dude. Uh, so he decided to celebrate a little bit. Went ahead and had himself about six pints and uh, climbed 75 feet up in the air on top of a glass <laughs> roof. And I think it's at a shopping center. Like, That's what it looks like. That yeah, the Grand Arcade. I, I got it up on the website. You can see it. Well, first off, what what's six pints equivalent to in us? Well, I think American a pint's speak? 16 ounces. So that's like eight beers. Really? He had eight beers and he fucking did all that? Well, I don't know. It must be some know, strong fucking beer. That's like when you go to the doctor and like, how much do you drink? Oh, I have one or two. Yeah. She's to the cop. She's like, I only had six pints. So really. <laughs> yeah, one know. or two kegs. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a 12 pack. 16 18. Pints. Yeah. So you can see him through the glass uh, laying down because he didn't just climb up on top of the glass roof. He, he went up there and fell asleep. <laughs> the part that I find really fucking impressive, though, there's no way that I could do that Drunk or sober. Yeah, this guy's got no fear, was man. Because f- it's like a domed roof, too. And it's glass. It's a fucking <laughs> dome of glass. How can you... That's like some Mission Impossible shit. I know. It's great. Well, did you plan on, like, rappelling down, like, through the glass? or There was no plan. There no, there was zero plan. Not. <laughs> I mean, he climbed up there and took a nap. What do you got, Mark? All right. Well, I got a little bit of news that I caught on the Huffington Post this week. And uh, comes with a spoiler alert for all of you Star Wars fans out there. I guess Carrie Fisher this week was doing some press at a Star Wars celebration over in Europe. The host of the panel was Warwick Davis. He had asked Carrie Fisher what happened during the time period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Carrie Fisher didn't quite understand the question and thought he meant what's going to happen between The Force Awakens and Episode Eight. So the, she got two words out of her mouth. Han's funeral. Uh, 
And then she stopped and realized, oh, uh, you meant the old one. She's like, Han and I have a very volatile relationship. Leads to space divorce, as you know. No, I don't think we're divorced. We're just estranged. And then it got more bizarre. Like, as if giving a major plotline spoiler away, you know, something as big as Han Solo's funeral. She went on to say, we had a child who turned out to be Hitler. <laughs> I did spank it, Adam Driver, when I first met him, so that felt good. He's very tall, so I don't think he was scared. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> the taller you are, the less fear you have. Carrie Fisher have a history with the bottle? She's got a history with just about everything you can put inside of her. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she's, you know, for an older woman, she's not too bad. She probably, uh... Really? I was thinking the opposite. Like, she doesn't look so good. She, she's, but all the shit she's been through, come on. Yeah, but oh, that's, yeah. you know, when you see her in the movie, uh, the latest movie, it's like, I mean, she's makeup to the max. And she's still, I was like, ooh. They should have CGI'd her face. Let me let me rephrase. Like she's she doesn't look like death. She had more makeup on her in that movie than Chewbacca did. Yeah, she doesn't this look is... like Keith Richards. <laughs> no, Mick exactly. Jagger, maybe. No, yeah, maybe, maybe she's, Mick. She's yeah, not, but not too Keith. Bad. But I mean, you know, going back to your story real quick, like she said, yeah, Han's funeral. I mean, how much information did she really divulge there? I mean, obviously, we all know Han died. So right. what comes next in that sequence? You die. Then you have your funeral. And then you have your funeral. So what, like, come on. Yeah, I didn't think that. Okay, big deal. Spoiler alert again for those who haven't seen the movie yet, if you're living under a rock or something. How did they retrieve his body? That's my question. Exactly. Like, that would be more interesting. Now, if she said, like, somebody jumped into the fucking hole that he fell in, and then they found his bones or whatever the fuck, but maybe they just buried an empty box. Oh, well, yeah, they don't retrieve bodies for every funeral. So I went with, uh, again, I, I picked something from the Huffington Post as well, which seems to be a pretty reliable news source. Uh, and I think it would be a grave injustice of the show if we didn't acknowledge the existence of a game that is sweeping... Shit, it's not even that. It's not even swiffering. Thank you, Dane Cook. But it's wet-jetting the nation right now. People are soiling themselves to play the game. So I need to start Poop News, or end Poop News, rather, with a story about Pokemon Go. I mean, like, we need an excuse to walk around staring at our phones all day. But uh, Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's everywhere. I, I fucking try. Like, before I go into the story, I'll tell you, like, me and my daughter put it on our phones just to try it, and I was walking around the fucking yard. I didn't even lift my head before I knew it. I was in the road. So, shit can happen playing. It's a fucking dangerous ass game. So this uh, this story that I got, of course, it it hails from Florida, which all fucking bizarre ass stories usually do. <laughs> but uh, a Florida homeowner he opened fire on two teenagers who allegedly were playing Pokemon Go outside of his house. He he went to the front of their car to confront them, and I guess he pulled his gun and said, you know, like, are you get out of the car or some shit. So they slammed the gas on him and tried to run him over, and uh, he pumped off two shots, and, like, I guess he just hit the side of the car or something. He discharged his handgun several times. Hey, it's a stand-your-ground state, man, you know. It's fucking Florida. Anything anything goes in Florida. The sad, the sad yeah. part about the story is if it didn't have the words Pokemon Go in it, that wouldn't even have made the news. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's just normal activity. Right. I get the whole thing with Pokemon Go, and I... 
the one thing that's cool about it is like it's trying to get people to move and do shit. But our lazy asses decided like I'm gonna play this game from my vehicle. So these guys are like driving around, and it's not even this one instance. There was another instance today where uh, and it was caught on film that a Pokemon Go player was in her car playing, and she crashed into a fucking police car. Oh, I saw a police car. Yeah. So like, oh, come on. we had a case. Uh... A kid was playing Pokemon Go and crashed right into a tree. Wrecked his car, man. I'm sure he shattered his pelvis or anything. But, hey, you got to get that squirtle. <laughs> are, we, are we that fucking lazy, though? We can't play yeah. this walking around. We got to fucking play while we're driving. Like, we're not even allowed to text while we fucking drive. You could probably drive better drunk than drive better, like, trying to search for Pokemon. Well, I'll be honest. I could drive better drunk and texting than most of these people. <laughs> I'm guessing. I never... But you never do that. You no, maybe that what that's what happened with your guy Jay. He was on the job, but he was playing Pokemon Go when he when he crawled up there. That's a right. fucking. I think you're on something. Yeah, that's you could be. What happened? You know, yeah. some. We need to investigate this. Sons of bitches! Why isn't fucking like Kim Jong Un playing this game and fucking accidentally fall off a cliff? The guy looks like a Pokemon. He tried to I... capture himself. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a Pokemon. All right, so another new segment we're going to get into this week is a segment we call Truth Be Told. Truth Be Told! So uh, what's going to happen here is uh, each one of us is going to get a go. And uh, what we're going to do is... Not a Pokemon Go. Not a Pokemon Go. Don't get fucking confused. Turn off the podcast and go walking around aimlessly. Each week, one of us is going to go. And uh, you're going to ask a set of questions. For each co-host that you stump, you're going to get one point. Uh, if you stump both co-hosts, you get to go again the following week. And that would obviously that would give you two points. However, if both co-hosts get it correct, each co-host will get one point And you get zero. So we're pretty clear on the rules. I probably fucking butchered them. But I'm going off the top of my head. I think that's what we said the other night. It's pretty close, right? Actually, the person asking the questions will make three statements. One of the statements is true, two is false. The two other hosts have to identify which one of the statements is the false one correctly. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for giving the rules that I completely dismissed. <laughs> I, I went straight to the point system. Who fucking cares about the rules? I'm sure they'll change from each week. But we're going to give it a go this episode where all of us are going to get a turn. Uh, just to see... Just to get you know, some points on the board. Out get there. some points on the board. See who's a fucking uh, a tard, who's good at this shit. And since uh, since we're going that way, yeah, Jay, go ahead. I got one of my favorite guys ever in you know the pop culture scene. My man Bill Murray. All right. Nice. So, so we got three facts. Uh, I'm gonna present them to you, and let's see what you guys know about Bill Murray. Number one, he was kicked by a camel and suffered a broken foot while shooting Rock the Casbah. Right, that's number one. Number two, he was hospitalized for an overdose after spending time with Hunter S. Thompson while working on Where the Buffalo Roam. Number three, he actually bowled those three strikes in a row at the end of Kingpin. Mark, you're up first. All right. I, <laughs> I, I'm almost positive on this one. I, I think it's the, the last one that he bowled the three strikes. I, I'm going with the same thing. You guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He bowled, bowled, he bowled all three strikes right in a row. 
Excellent. Fuck yeah. Mark with one. Rick with one. Jay with none. Mark, go ahead, roll it. All right, well, this week I wanted to uh, acknowledge um, that we lost somebody who impacted us all growing up, although we may have never met him, and that was uh, Gary Marshall died this week at the age of 81. Um, if you don't know who Gary Marshall is, uh, creator of Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, and then Pretty Woman, Princess Diaries, Overboard. I'm sure everybody has seen. Princess Diaries. Well, maybe not Jay. Yeah, Princess Diaries. <laughs> I saw The Princess Bride. No. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so Gary Marshall. Um, three statements about Gary Marshall. You you tell me which one is the true one. Gary Marshall kept photo albums of each of the movies he made. Second one. Uh, Gary Marshall directed an Academy Award nominated film in C- Sleepless in Seattle. And the third one is. He Gary Marshall is a former brother-in-law to Tom Hanks. It's a lot of Tom Hanks in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the photo albums. Hmm. Okay, Jay. Same photo albums. You are both correct. Ah! Toast. Photographs of himself with all the stars and production crew of the movies, and they would make these little like scrapbooked photo books from each movie, and he he's he kept them throughout the years. Wow! All right, uh, hopefully, uh, Rick. Hopefully, you can you know have something. <laughs> <laughs> if this is how it's going to be every week. <laughs> Holy fuck! We're a bunch of all right. Here we go. All right, so I went with music. All right. And it's a little bit off the beaten trail, but uh, specific music. That's I like that. Which one of these songs was a number one hit and won an Oscar? Okay, now I'm going to okay. give you the three songs. Okay, one is "Skyfall" by Adele. Two is the theme from "Shaft" by Isaac Hayes, and three is "Purple Rain" by Prince. Hmm. What do you got, Mark? Uh, I'm going to have to go Purple Rain. And Jay? I'm going with Adele, Skyfall. Oh, fucking motherfucker! Shut <laughs> up, bitches! It's the theme what? from Shaft! Uh, Alright. Oh, yeah. So according Shut to the rules, mouth. since both of us got it wrong, that makes you, you get to go I again to go next again week. Next week. That makes you it easy. the returning <laughs> champion. Man, he cleaned up on the points oh. today. Fucking hey, I got four points. Four to one or four to two. Well, I'm not good at that. Yeah, well, Mark's got one. You got one. I got four. I thought that was going to be an easy one. I was like, man, they're going to get this because it's so different. Theme from Shaft. No, that was good. That's bullshit. In 1971, it was a number one Billboard hit, and it won an Oscar for Best Original Song. Oh, shit. Uh, Just so you guys know, uh, Skyfall did win an Oscar. But it topped off at number eight on the billboards. Uh, and uh, Purple Rain, 1984, it topped off at number four on the billboards. And it won no Oscar. Last well, I had heard before something about Adele and an Oscar. So that's what got me. So that was good of you to put a little, you put a little trick in there, a little trickery. Yeah, a little trickery. Yep. And I wasn't around in 1971. <laughs> Everybody knows Shaft. Oh, no, I know of the Shaft. song and everything. I haven't seen the movie though. Fucking you haven't cool. seen a lot of movies, and we're gonna get to that later yeah, because that 
We're gonna I get can't that. Stand. We're gonna get that right now. All right. So <laughs> uh, we were all talking the other night, and uh, we made a really intriguing revelation while discussing movies with Jay. And uh, that revelation is that Jay has not seen some of the most popular movies ever made. Uh, maybe, or just popular movies, not ever made. But uh, not only has Jay not seen these movies, but Jay doesn't even know what a majority of these movies are even about. <laughs> well, I thought I did. <laughs> Jay's told Mark and I that he does indeed know what most of these movies are about. And he's just putting us on. That's what he said the other night, at least. Uh, so with that said, Mark and I compile the list of movies that you know we think Jay has maybe never seen. What we're going to do now is we're going to go through a little exercise where we're going to see if we're correct in assuming that Jay has no idea like what these movies are about or, for that matter, if they ever even existed. Before we get started, I just want to say what I think happened is it's a little generational gap. You guys are a little bit older than me, right? And you guys kind of grew up more in the 80s than I did, right? Excuses, excuses. So I was more of a 90s kid. We dropped 90s movies on you, too, and you didn't get them. I thought they were from the 80s. Well, a lot of them were, but there were a few from the 90s. The ones I didn't know from the 90s, I was like, "Eh, it must have been early 90s. So, Jay, this is what's going to happen here. Mark and I are going to run through this list of movies with you, all right? So please be honest. Uh, You're going to tell us if you've ever seen it or heard of it. Then... Wait, am I going to tell you what I... If I think I may have seen it, I'll just say yes or... Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, then, but then we, what we want you to do is we want you to elaborate on the movie with a little short synopsis of the movie. All right, I mean, you got it. That, that makes sense, right? All right. Yep. We might have to bring Mike Barrett back to destroy you, depending on the knowledge that <laughs> you depict in these movies. Yeah, he's the destroyer. <laughs> so the first one that we were shocked that Jay has never seen... I think he's heard of it, but he's never seen it. Goonies. Yeah, I think I'm, I've probably seen it. Oh, now, now you've seen Goonies. Okay, so... I think I have. Okay, so tell us what Goonies is about. I think it, it's, it's about like a bunch of kids. And yeah. they... Uh, I think they're like... They don't have parents or anything. And they just yeah. kind of run around like crazy. I'm not really sure what they do. That's, I remember they all live in a house together or something. Like a tree house. Maybe. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm pretty sure you didn't. Else. I'm pretty sure you didn't see Goonies. The only, yeah. the only thing you got was the cover of the movie where there's a bunch of fucking kids on it. Oh, I'll see. <laughs> so it's a bunch of kids <laughs> with no parents living in a treehouse. You just described Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch that. <laughs> oh my right. god! So you got it. All so. right, so there's one. All right, Jay. The next movie is an absolute classic. It is Stand By Me. Right. Stand By Me. Now, I kind of thought that was the movie with Macaulay Culkin where he gets stung by bees and dies. But I think that's like Lean On Me or something like that. (laughs) That's definitely not Lean On Me. It's about about Joe Carter, the principal in like Newark. And the movie was was My Girl. (laughs) Right. Well, that's all I got for it. All right, so that so we're uh, that's two that Jay has not seen. So let me. This is a classic. I know it's an '80s flick, and you're gonna be like, "Ah, it's '80s." Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Oh, he's just going. He's going right off the cuff. Did not no, see Lost I, Boys. Well, 
I think it's about it's about the kids. They all live together in like uh, New York City. No, that's Goonies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think they all live together in New York City, and they like fight the other kids or something like that. No. Or is that the one with River Phoenix, where he dies? Um. No, Lost Boys is actually a movie about vampires. Oh, really? Is yeah, River Kiefer Phoenix Sutherland, in it? No, Kiefer Sutherland's in it. No, not ringing Red, any bells. Red Pitt in that? All right, so the next movie we have is the uh, the classic Heathers. Wait, what's, what's Heathers about? Heathers. Feathers? So moving on to the next one. And uh, the other night you had me cracking the fuck up when uh, you were given a description of, I think you thought Josh Hartnett was in this one. So Footloose. No, that's Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. All right. He's a prisoner. Wait. Did... <laughs> and they go dance with some Catholic chicks or something at a school. I'm not really sure. So Kevin Bacon is a prisoner in Footloose. <laughs> and somehow he gets out of prison to dance with Catholic no, chicks? I don't know. I think that they, like, let the prisoners, they brought them all it's together. It's like a weekend thing. It's like a little, like a rehab. Yeah, or like something. the prisoners went to a ball or something. I don't know. It's weird shit, man. All right, the next movie we have is Flashdance. What do you think Flashdance is about, Jay? Maybe that's the one with Kevin Bacon where he's a prisoner. This one's in the 90s, okay? So there's no excuses here. The movie is Seven. (laughs) Oh, this is the one I thought Josh Hartnett was in. (laughs) He goes to the horse track or something and... Dad was a gambler? I don't know. So in seven, Josh Hartnett goes to the horse track and his dad's a gambler. Right. And he bets on these guys want to beat him up because his dad owed them money or something. And there's there's nothing to do with any like mass murdering like psycho. Uh, I don't maybe I fell asleep during that, but I don't know. All right, Jay, I got a follow up question to that one. Hey Jay, what's in the box? I'm sorry, what? All right, the next movie we have is Better Off Dead. What do you think Better Off Dead's about? I would imagine, if I had to come up with what it's about, it's probably like Tom Cruise, and he's got to like save some girl from maybe some kind of bad drug deal gone wrong. So Better Off Dead is like Mission Impossible. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, remember the guy mm-hmm. that put the thing inside his head, Philip Seymour Hoffman? It's probably like that. Better off dead. I mean, why do you want to walk around with a bomb in your head? Might as well just die. Yeah, no shit. Or, like, it, it wouldn't be a movie with John Cusack in it, right? So the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Have you seen the movie Chopping Mall? No. It's probably some cheesy horror flick at a mall where they chop people up. And sell them in the cafeteria or something. Oh, man. You were so close. You no. thought he was going to get it. But. I did, too. Who? Okay. Who are they? Who is? Who are they? I would say, like, mall administration, you know? Oh, well, that's kind of close. That's okay. kind of close. Kind of close. What, what in the mall would have the authority to use force? I don't know. Like Hollister? Abercrombie? No, not, no. 
All right. The next movie we have on our list is Puppet Master. I don't think I ever saw this. And I know that's sad because didn't we have the guy on that made it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really like that movie. Puppet Master. That was good with the puppet. So scary. All right. Well, you're, uh, you're a big Jets fan, right? I sure am. All right. So. Have you ever seen the movie Flash Gordon? Uh, no. I thought, I thought that's a guy like the superhero that can run really fast. Okay, so Flash Gordon is about the DC character Flash that runs really fast. Yeah, I don't know. Not... That Flash that you're talking about is Barry Allen, but Flash Gordon is actually so confused the right quarterback now. of the New York Jets who saves the universe from Ming the Merciless. That, that sounds terrible. He's probably the that. best Jets quarterback ever. Oh, well, I believe it, but that doesn't take much. Our best quarterback was, you know, oh, well, we can't slander people, so let's just keep moving. The next movie we have is No Retreat, No Surrender. Is that with Colin Farrell? Okay, so the next one, next movie we have <laughs> is Revenge of the Nerds. You know, I want to say I've seen this. Is Rodney Dangerfield in that? Rodney Dangerfield is not in Revenge of the Nerds. Well, I maybe I haven't seen it then. Maybe you're thinking of Back to School? Yeah, Rodney that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. It's like that. It's a movie like that. It's a movie like that. So it's it was a movie based about, off that. It's a... It's a it's a sequel? No, it's like... Back to School? It's, it's based off that. You it's know. a prequel to it. It's not a prequel. They're not affiliated. It's just... Oh, okay. That's, yeah, they're that's like, uh, it's like a college-type movie where the guys are nerds and... Uh, they get revenge? Well, yeah, because now they're smart and they're in college and that's cool now. Who do they get revenge on? I don't know. Probably the athletes, right? Oh, they're, ding, oh. ding. Jay, Jay got a couple points here. He's got this about, is why he's got about I, don't, three I don't have to watch the movie. I just look at the cover and I'm like, oh, I know what that's about. There's probably like a leader nerd. And there's probably a nerd that can drink a lot. What was that one movie with the nerds where they have a drinking contest? Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, and the guy burps at the end or something. Like Revenge of the Nerds? Is that that movie? Yeah. That would be Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So you would you uh, see like five minutes of it? I think it was on like... You know, cable or something. Well, obviously, like most. And I was, and I was nine. <laughs> I was nine years old, and I was like, "Why would they want to drink that much?" Were there the scene... were there breasts in this movie? I mean, not on cable in the nineties, so I don't know. What cable did you have? Were you watching this on TNT? What, that was when? the only place to see breasts Wait. in the nineties was on cable. You mean naked breasts? Uh, yes. Okay. In the 90s, there was no nudity on cable TV. What fucking cable did you have? What the fuck, man? There was nudity? All right. The next movie on our list is The Substitute. I think I saw this. Okay. With Cameron Diaz, right? Uh, no. No. That's, that's Bad Teacher. Oh. Uh, no, I didn't see that one. But I'm pretty sure it's just like Bad Teacher. Only instead of doing drugs and stuff... Cameron Diaz, like, you know, kills people. She kills her kids. But Cameron Diaz isn't in the substitute. Yeah, but if you substituted 
Cameron Diaz for the lead actress. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it has. So, anyways, I'm pretty sure that she takes. You know that paper cutter thing. You know, and you put the paper over and then you cut. Yeah. It. Yeah. I think she rips that off at one point. You know, chops it. <laughs> so Cameron, a Cameron Diaz substitute of another about, female. I feel like I would have had her play the part. Still would have been better than Treat Williams. Hold on. Is a substitute female? No. No. Right, next. The substitute is a mercenary, by the way, and it's a male. It's Tom Berenger. It's not yeah. to do with high school? It is in high school. Oh. Well, I got he, it. There, is, there are drugs, but he does not take them. He, he stops them. There's a crooked principle. All right. Yeah, that's boring. Next one. There's no way in a million years you've seen this movie, but it has to be asked because I don't, I don't even know what the fuck you'll say. All right, so the movie is UHF. UHF? Mm-hmm. No, I've seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is a college movie. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> no. What's UHF? Is that like VHS? All right, so here we go. Here we're moving on to the next one because actually, I could see Jay seeing this movie on accident. <laughs> That's what it would be. Any totally like enthralled and it couldn't turn it off. Okay, breaking, broken? No, breaking. Break in? Like, break, but it's but it's one word. Breaking. That's not one word though. It's a fake word. I see. Slang. That. It's slang, man. Uh, I haven't seen that. Okay. What would Breakin' be about? It's probably like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Ooh. Is it really? Kind of close, almost, maybe. He's, he's a background actor in the movie for about 13 seconds. No way. Really? I think it's about where some guy is trying to break into the martial arts scene, an <laughs> underground fighting ring. In Asia, somewhere. No, you had you you were giving us Lionheart for a few seconds, and then you turned I it in, you I turned Lionheart into Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bloodsport, guys, on cable like eighty times. Everybody has seen it. We should have asked you that the other day. <clears throat> All right, so Breakin is about some guy that's most likely John Claude Van Damme. That sounds interesting. What's that? Wait, that works with somebody else to help them break into the martial arts scene in underground Asia. Wait, are you telling me what it's really about? Yeah, I'm I'm recapping what you said. I was going to say, man, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, it is. no, it's it's about break dancers. That's lame. <laughs> My movie was way cooler. <laughs> doesn't get much cooler than breaking. I think we need to like maybe write down some of the ideas that Jay puts out because I, you would take break dancers a- over a guy that knows Jean-Claude Van Damme and he's trying to get into a martial arts scene. I mean, I wouldn't have it in Asia because they think you're copying Bloodsport, but if you had it in like Detroit or something. All right. <laughs> the next movie we have on our list is For Your Eyes Only. I can't say by the title that I've ever heard of this movie before, but... What do you think For Your Eyes Only is about? 
Um, I would have to say it's probably like Sharon Stone is like a like a PI, like a private investigator, and she probably like is watching some dude's wife or something and getting some dirt on her. And then she sends her like pictures of herself and blackmails her, you know, kissing some other dude or something. You just rolled every Sharon Stone movie into one description. <laughs> <laughs> okay, classic Death Wish. Death Wish, right. I think I've seen this. This is where the guys are in prison and they have to drive the cars around and kill each other. Mm, no. You're talking about the movie with Jason Statham. Was that Death Diesel Race? Death Race, yeah. That no now you're now you're <laughs> talking about fucking Fast know. and Furious or some shit. Maybe I blurred the line there. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> I, I don't really who was in Death Wish? I feel like I probably How about seen. I tell you who was in it and then you because you, maybe if I tell you who's in it, you'll get it. All right. All right Charles see. Bronson. The guy from uh, Virgin Mobile? Mm. <laughs> no, that's Richard Branson. <laughs> no, that's Richard Branson. <laughs> I didn't know he was in movies. I thought he owned his cell phone company. That's or something. Charles's brother. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know Charles Bronson if I walked into him in public. Well, he's dead, so you probably wouldn't. All right, the next movie we have on our list, just for you, Jay, is Spies Like Us. Is this another James Bond movie? Not quite. All right. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever seen it. Shocker. <laughs> I know, it's hard to believe. Um, Spies Like Us. Who's in it? Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. It's not the movie where they like rent a car and drive across the country or something, right? That's National Lampoon's Vacation. Or no, that was John Candy. Never mind. Nope, haven't seen it. So that would be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's the one. <laughs> what is Spies Like Us about, Jay? <laughs> well, if you I, would had assume, guess. I would assume that they're spies. And yeah. Spy things, espionage mostly. <laughs> lots of lots of picture taken, maybe. Well, they probably have you know devices that their watch is like a you know laser beam, and their pen shoots rockets and all that kind of spy stuff, you know. Sweet. So it's like Spy Kids. It's probably about the Cold War. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Okay, you're onto something here. Yeah, they probably it's probably like a spoof on spy movies, where they're in Russia during the Cold War. And uh, they're really just goofballs messing around, you know, but they still don't get found out even though their goofy antics are going on the whole time. I think this is the closest he's come on any of them. You're bound to get one. Not that you've seen it, but you're definitely... I'd I'd give him about an 80% on that. Really? Orgasmo. No, I didn't think we were doing porn movies. Well, it's it's related to porn. Uh, if I had to guess, it'd be some guy that looks like Weird Al Yankovic as like a porn producer. 
and he gets a bunch of people to be in this porn movie and you know then the guy goes to you know actually do the deed on camera and he can't get it up or something and everybody in the 80s laughs so orgasmo is weird al yankovic doing porn <laughs> with somebody who's impudent <laughs> <laughs> I yeah well I mean roughly okay okay I don't know what type of fucked up universe you were living in where uh, of all the Weird Al Yankovic is doing porn (laughs) he's not doing porn he's producing porn that might be worse yeah I mean just like somebody that looks like him he just looks like a weirdo does does he produce it or direct it Jay. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the guy's, you know, that's on set, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, put it in the rat." <laughs> yeah, no. Now you're gonna touch her there, and she's gonna touch you. It's gonna so be he's great. He's a director. He's a director. He, it's the guy that says, "Roll film," and then he breaks into an accordion solo. <laughs> <laughs> the next movie we got for you, Jay, is the Heavenly Kid. The Heavenly Kid with Eddie Murphy. All right, the next movie we got is uh, Just One of the Guys, Jay. I've, I've never seen it, but I want to guess that it's a comedy. It's probably like a bunch of guys wearing jeans that, you know where the pant leg doesn't go past your, your shoe? This is the second one we have with Kelly Maroney in it. She's going to be a guest of ours in about three weeks. So I gave you a little hint there, and the name of the movie is Night of the Comet. Or like it's going to hit the Earth and people think the Earth's going to be destroyed by this comet. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, the Earth's going to get destroyed. And, you know, they'll party and stuff. All right. The next movie we have on our list is Trading Places, Jay. Trading Places. Right. Pretty sure I've seen this. This is where Tom Hanks. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, jeez. Right, Tom Hanks? This shit is on the movies to this day, or on cable to this day, on TNT, TBS, it's always on. Real Genius. Mm, No, I don't think I ever saw that. Real Genius? I I got nothing. I think I might stump Mark with this one. I think, Mark, have you seen Real Genius? Uh, I have. Just it has right. been a very, very long time, and I remember almost nothing about the movie. Oh, maybe oh, I should. I should have said that every time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what is real genius about? Did it have Josh Harnett in it? <laughs> yes, he was a young lad in that movie. Right, and they fought kids. They all moved in a house. <laughs> <laughs> they they fought kids from their tree house. <laughs> they fought kids from their treehouse <laughs> while they were in Detroit trying to break into the martial arts scene. <laughs> while trying to break down the communism. <laughs> in a world 
where Jay comes up with the plot lines to all your favorite movies. This is a, it's about like a bunch of kids. I think they're like, they don't have parents or anything. They all live in a house together or something, like a tree house. Their watch is like a, you know, laser beam and their pen shoots rockets and all that kind of spy stuff, you know? And they have like, like gang fights or something. Probably a nerd that can drink a lot. There was like a wizard guy that controlled them. And he gets a bunch of people to be in this porn movie. And then the guy goes to... You know, actually do the deed on camera and you can't get it up or something. And, and they go dance with some Catholic chicks or something at a school. You know, like fight the other kids. Some kind of bad drug deal gone wrong. The guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is trying to break into the martial arts scene. An underground fighting ring in Asia somewhere. I don't know. Some weird shit, man. Hopefully not coming to a theater near you. Poop culture, yeah, it's a poop culture. The showdown. Well, let's stick with movies for a second. So last week we had our first run at what we call the showdown, and we had a showdown of alien movies, and we were joined by guest Mike Barra, so it kind of went along with the episode. Because he's we, an alien. He might be. He uh, at least. We all might be in his eyes. But uh, we, we set up this bracket of 16 different alien movies. And throughout the week, we had some really tight races in this. And drumroll, please, for the winner. Predator. Nice. I agree. I have to agree. Yep. Uh, it was a landslide victory in the finals. Uh, 72% of the votes went to Predator over runner-up, which a lot of people disagree with, but a lot of people voted for Critters. Yeah, I don't know how Critters got in there. That was like, how did the Jets get into the AFC Championship a few years back? It's just, sli- they slipped through. They kept sliding. They they knocked off some, uh, they you knocked off Mars I, I attacks. Say, yeah, Critters just has good defense. Yeah, it's Critters like, was kind of like UNC in the NCAA tournament. They kind of just slide through to the finals, and then they get absolutely fucking destroyed. (laughs) They're done. (laughs) It was kind of like the uh, the 1995 Super Bowl between uh, the Niners and the Chargers. Like you were like, how number one? How did the Chargers get here? But then the final score was like, what was it, 55 to 10 or some bullshit like that? Yeah. And uh, 1995. You sure about that? Yeah, pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Fact check me. I'm working on that now. Uh, but they uh, they did have a good run, but <clears> there <throat> were some really close brackets in that. I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Predator just barely beat out Aliens. Then they barely beat out The Thing. But it is what it is, and the people have spoken, and Predator is the winner. And I agree. And 95 Super Bowl, just so you know, San Diego Chargers... Lost to the San Francisco 49ers, 26-49. to 49. Okay, all right. So I had the score. There was one that was 55-10, to 10, but I had the year correct, and they did get That's pretty good ass-kicking right there, though. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, that's a beatdown. That's a yeah, – you're getting – Yeah. And I think a lot of those were garbage points at the end, too. Yeah. They, they took uh, Joe Montana out of the game, or yeah. Steve Young, or whoever the hell it was. They were eating sure. hot dogs on the sideline. All right, it was time to bring in Elvis Gerbach. (laughs) (laughs) So I think uh, for the second part of the showdown, our new segment, 
we're uh, we're changing it up a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of drama with this last one, and I think this one will be a lot lighter hearted, and people won't get up in arms as much, maybe. Uh, but this one's gonna be the Showdown Idiots Edition. Idiots Edition. The idiot. What constitutes an idiot? I'm not. In I'm film? not in this. Am I? <laughs> Nobody have... you inspired it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these are people in movies who were kind of like the, I guess, the idiot in every movie. But they were yeah, it's, the it's main every character. character that's aloof or you know doesn't know what's going on the entire time, and it's you know the movie's made for the viewer knows what's going on and they watch the idiot that doesn't know what's going on but everybody right. so the the prime candidate in this is somebody that everybody roots for like there's no idiot that you're like oh god this guy's a fucking asshole like get out of here like these guys are all like good guys yeah they're like the lovable idiots yeah so sure. that's that's what we're running down with and right. uh just to avoid any confusion like we did with the uh the alien showdown We've actually ranked these in order of 1 to 16, and when they go into the tournament, they'll be bracketed as such. So 1 will go against 16, 2 will go against 15, and so on. All right, should we run down this list? All right, let's do it. Yeah, run it down. One. All right, in the number one, the number one overall seed of uh, Showdown of the Idiots is Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Why didn't you guys ask me about this movie from the 80s? I saw that. <laughs> That's why we didn't ask you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah. All right. Or was the Jeff pizza Spicoli? to the classroom, right? Right. Spicoli's pizza. Right. And who played Jeff Spicoli? It wasn't the, Josh Hartnett. The infamous Sean Penn, the drug okay. dealer buster. <laughs> Accidental. <laughs> That's going to be hard to beat. He's gonna, definitely going to be hard to beat. Two. I don't know. The next one, though, is one of my favorites of all time because I'm a big uh, Will Ferrell fan. So I'm a big fan of all his movies. So uh, uh, Steve Carell plays Brick Tamlin in The Anchorman. <laughs> and to me, that's one of the greatest of all time. It is. awesome. Brick. That, that role kind of borders on the line of idiot and mentally challenged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> kind of like, red lines. Some might say, I'm mentally retarded. (laughs) (laughs) He said, there's a pants party. Three. So uh, rolling it, the third ranked, this is our first duo. There are a couple duos in here because you can't have one without the other. And this is going to be from Dumb and Dumber, Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn. I mean, I guess classic. One of my favorites, you know, of these types of like slapstick comedy movies. Not the sequel. I don't even remember the sequel. I didn't even bother with the sequel. Yeah. All so I remember like, is Pretty Bird. <laughs> pretty Bird. <laughs> our bird's heads are falling off. Four. All right, next one on our list, the number four overall seed is Cousin Eddie from the National Lampoon's movies. Gotta, gotta have it's, Cousin Eddie. You yeah. have to. He's it's it's such iconic. A He's emptying the RV sewer <laughs> into the drain, like the... The water drain out in the street. You got to have Cousin Eddie. And nobody makes Hamburger Helper like Cousin Eddie. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> the hamburger's just optional at this point. You Clark, know? I, I know how much you liked my shoes. 
Sorry, I mean, just like classic American history, these movies. This is one of my favorites, the next one. Carl Spackler from Caddyshack, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Oh, man. It's one of the best Bill Murray roles of all time. I love He's out there. He's like, "Eh, about 500 yards of the hole. I'm thinking nine iron. (laughs) It's just, you, you just... Every time you watch the movie, you catch one more little line that he said, like how actually, you know, it's so funny, like the stuff that he came up with. Six. Another man, I got the other duo. So here's the other duo, legendary Bill S. Preston and Ted Logan from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's going to be a hard duo to beat. I mean, mean, they are just absolutely clueless. Yeah, they were pretty damn stupid. They're in a weird position at number six. Yeah, no, yeah, they're like a wild card kind of thing going on there. It's those sneaky middle seeds you're going to be careful of. The next one we have is Lieutenant Frank Drebin of Police Squad from the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, it's classic too, man. I mean, Leslie Nielsen, he he totally epitomized the role of the the lovable idiot. He's... (laughs) He means so well, but everything goes so wrong in those movies. I just recently showed my six-year-old um, parts of The Naked Gun, and he the thought... Movie, right? Yes, of the movie. Just to be clear, and CPS just, and stuff out there. I mean, even a six-year-old knew this guy was absolutely ridiculous and stupid. So, got to give it to Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Could, we could have even had his character in uh, Airplane in that slot. <laughs> Pretty much interchangeable. Eight. Gordon Brody from Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, man. So this is classic Tom, Tom Green. Tom right Green. This was, I remember this movie is like everybody like it hyped and hyped up and hyped, and then this was a total flop. Like well, this movie went down as one of the biggest flops in movie history. A, it might be a box office flop, but this is comedic genius. It was movie. funny though. I mean, it's it was hilarious. funny in like a new kind of way for the time. I, I think you might be the first person ever to use the words "comedic genius" and "Tom Green" in the same sentence. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't this the guy that like humped a dead deer yes. on the side of the road? And it was fucking yeah. funny. All right. Well, it was, it, I mean, it was out there. That's the candidate so, for you. My bum is on the Swedish. There you go. Nine. All right, so we got uh, we're going on. We're moving to Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. I can't st- like this is the one pick that I've never been into Trailer Park Boys. So I yeah, you know what? I gotta it. agree with you. I tried to watch it a few times because I heard people, you know, people tell me it's funny and stuff. I just couldn't really get into it. But see, it's just an example of us. We're putting that on there because the people said that he's a dope. Right. So we gotta recognize him, even though we're not into it. I think he's the one person on this list, maybe, where you can, without a doubt, say there's there's fucking people that are like that. Oh, and that's pretty sad. I would agree, <laughs> I would agree with you, except I have no idea what he's like. He's just that's true. Like, absolutely, I've, I've gone straight Goonies on this one. Oh, one of my favorite Rickyisms is he's growing weed in his trailer, and the raccoons keep getting into the weed and eating it. So he goes to his daughter's elementary school science book, and he figures out what they are. So he's telling his buddy, he's like, Julian, I figured out what those things are. They're rakins. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. 
one of my favorites um, of all time. Coming in at the number 10 spot is Tommy Callahan from uh, Tommy Boy, played by Chris Farley. Almost any... Man, we could have done any of his roles. Yeah, pretty much any... This is probably one of his most famous roles, so I think it fits. Uh, Chris Farley, a legend. I mean, he. You know what? I actually read something that uh, behind the scenes, he was actually a totally normal, smart dude. Like you wouldn't believe. And this was all just a show that he put on as a persona. This whole Chris Farley thing, where he's acting crazy and all that, acting like he's aloof and all. He was actually a really smart guy. Oh yeah. It's uh, you know, sad kind of what you know ended up happening. But he he wanted to. He idolized John Belushi and. He became just like John Belushi, and when he did, unfortunately, there were some bad consequences with that as well. Right. But his role in Tommy Boy, you, I mean, unforgettable, right? Oh, yeah. One of the best, one of the best portrayals of an idiot, in my opinion. <laughs> Up next, we got one of my favorites of all time. And this is uh, one of those movies I can just recite, like, all the lines. It's one of those movies that's funnier after you watch it to talk about than it is actually to watch it. Is a boar hot? I've never seen. You can Borhat. recite it, just not the title. It's from the eighties. It's called Boar Hot. <laughs> That's Josh Arnett in it. No, it's Borat with Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Hilarious. So it's a. Uh, it's definitely going to be a sleeper. I think that's my. I I actually kind of agree with you on that one. Is the way you know, he's positioned at the eleven seed. Yeah. There, there might be some upsets with this one. 12. See, so next on the list is uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which is a great role. Yep. Uh, man, there's so many quotable lines from this movie. It's, this- it's a lot like Borat, this movie. It's it's funnier to quote after the fact than it is actually to watch the movie. I had a, exactly. like, I hated this movie the first time I saw it. Like, Oh, my God, I love it. I was it. just like, what the fuck am I watching? And then, like you said, the second time I watched it, I was like, man, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the guy says, I think I, I bet I could throw football over that there mountain right there. <laughs> and I, I had the exact same reaction. And I think a lot of it maybe had to do with the time it came out and the marketing. Like, the first time you watch it, you don't really understand no, what it is. You don't get it. You don't get it. And then after you watch it, you get it because, and then after that movie came out, so many other movies kind of tried to copy that style and genre. So, which made Napoleon Dynamite even funnier after. 13. The next one on our list, coming in at the 13 spot, is Billy Madison. I, my opinion, uh, one of Adam Sandler's best roles. All I gotta say is, what happened? Yeah, I was just talking about this with my wife the other day. We're a huge. Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore, and you could even go. Shit, I even thought Bulletproof. Wedding was Singer, funny. Bulletproof, Fifty First Dates. From Fifty First Dates on, just decline, steady. Oh, man, even like are we that... talking about Billy Madison? Or are we talking about Adam Sandler's oh, career? Yeah, we just got tied into Adam Sandler, but yeah, Billy Madison was epic, man. Like, what a. The whole movie, the character is fucking terrific. He was just a dumbass. Like he basically was a little kid in an adult's body. Fourteen. All right. Next, we got Alan Garner for The Hangover, which is, I think, this guy's hilarious. How um, did how did he end up in the fourteenth position? I don't know. That's a man. I, I think he's gonna come. 
Like, he's definitely going to be a, a contender because this guy. That first round matchup is going to be an ass kicker, though. That, that oh, is, yeah, I know. This guy, I mean, Lloyd. this role was like, remember when this came out? It was brand new. And then this is like the first movie you saw Zach Galifianakis, whatever the hell his name is. And it was just hilarious where he's uh, there on the rooftop. He's talking about being a one man wolf pack and shit. It was just oh, fucking priceless. <laughs> With his fucking satchel. Yeah, and he's got like the wolf T-shirt on, like the uh, tie that. The he made that movie. He looked like Mark yeah. in that movie. <laughs> okay, really. I'll, I'll I'll accept that. <laughs> yes, because I look just like Zach Galifianakis. Ah, uh, you're right. <laughs> his head, his head's not quite shaped like a peanut, like yours. Fifteen. Uh, so next, man, I keep getting all the fucking shite ones. I have. In <laughs> well, this 15. is the list that you sent me, so. <laughs> There's always going to be shitty ones, though, in somebody's yeah. opinion. All right, so number 15, Inspector Gadget. Uh, I think, I don't know, when I wrote it down, I don't know about you, Mark. I was talking about the cartoon and not the... The Matthew Broderick. Broderick movie? No, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about <laughs> Inspector Gadget from the cartoon. This dude, like, never figured anything out. His niece, who's like fucking three years old, and her dog, like broke all the cases. But he was he was fucking great. He had all. Oh, I remember his cool is the bad guy like petting his cat at the end of every episode. Doctor Claw. Yeah. 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 Like how Inspector Gadget even kept his credentials. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess Penny and Brain were saving his ass on a constant basis, but yeah, I mean, he knew the goddamn letters going to explode. Every single time it explodes, but I just don't understand it. Like he just can't get away. I don't. I don't understand. Sixteen. All right, the last one we have is Cher from Clueless, rounding out the number sixteen seed and the only female on our entire list. Well, that's racist. But Mark, when I first saw this list, I, I saw Cher. And I was like, Cher was in Clueless. I thought that was that blonde girl. Yeah, she did have blonde hair. You're you're correct. Yeah. No, I mean Cher. Did you like, see this movie, Jay? Like Sonny and Cher. No, I never saw this movie. <laughs> that would be Cher Cher, and she definitely did not have blonde hair. Right, that's what I thought you were talking about. Cher from Clueless. But Cher from Clueless was a dumbass. And right. like you said, this is the only female we have on the list, so hey, that's props actually, to all the what? females out there that it, are really, no, really that, dumbass. Yeah, it actually makes sense because guys are pretty stupid compared to them so yeah right and we didn't put her on the list because oh well geez we need a female <laughs> no she was actually dumber than most of the other people that we could have picked so <laughs> yeah. she yeah. she earned that spot <laughs> <laughs> she did all right well that's all we have for our list of 16 and we'll get that up it should be up corresponding actually if we get this out tomorrow jay should have that up on the website for Thursday? Yeah, it'll be out. As soon as this is out, you will see it on the website at poopculture.com. <laughs> That's right. We never plug anything of our own on, every, no, on any, these any episode. plug every goddamn thing they have. <laughs> we always like we always uh, forget to do it. So Yeah, but seriously, go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash poopculturepodcast. And twitter.com slash poopculture. And poopculture.com. And the uh, the showdown will always be on poopculture.com. But uh, we got some other big things we want to plug uh, real quick before we wrap up. 
uh, some big news. This is going to be our last episode on SoundCloud. Don't, don't freak him out yet. Oh, We're not going sorry. away. Okay. This is the last episode we're going to have on SoundCloud. We actually have joined Radio Misfits, uh, which is an awesome station. Like They have some great shows on there. Artie Lang's on there. Reverend Bob Levy's on there. Uh, man, I can't even go through all the people. There's like, what, 15 different shows? I think we're number 15. Oh, we're number 15. Okay, so... We're going to be moving over to Radio Misfits, so this is important for the people that listen to the show. Our RSS feed will be stopping on SoundCloud, so if you want to find us next week, go to radiomisfits.com. Our show will be up there, and what you'll have to do is resubscribe on iTunes. Do a search for us, and we'll be under the Radio Misfits iTunes. Yeah, or you can always check us out at poopculture.com, and we'll have links to everything for you. We're going to add a new link section. So we're joining a new network. We're going to make over the website a little bit. You know, changes coming up in the future. You know, just stay in touch. Check back with us. Vote in the bracket. Don't be a stranger, basically. Yeah, and t- you guys, like, we have a lot of people that tweet tweeted us about these uh, the showdown. And if you don't like something we put in there, tell us, you know, and uh, we'll change it. We're going to have these coming up almost uh, every episode. So, yeah. Let us know. Text me. Text Rick, really. Well, text Jay. I'll give you his phone number. (laughs) Mark, what do you got? All right. Nice talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm on Twitter as well. That's at Mark James Poop. Uh, You can get a hold of me there. (laughs) Not his actual poop, just his Twitter. Yeah, you're right, just, at just, his poop. If that's some, is that that's the place that you want to find yourself? Right. Go ahead. Everyone should find themselves at. It's Mark the James internet. Poop. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we got. Thank you very much. And remember, next week, RadioMisfits.com. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.